All right, folks, we're back. And it's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. This is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. Some people say, Kim, why do you say you come to us alive? Because I come from the city of so much crime, murder, and mayhem. Folks, hey, every day above ground is a good day. You got to celebrate. Thank the Lord. And、uh, so I made it up here bullet free thus far. And of course, you never know what lurks in the hearts. Evil lurks in the hearts of、uh, those Jackson Democrat heads. But anyway, folks, using the full weight of my local influence, I have secured the presence of one Mike Cassidy, third district candidate for Congress. He is the right Mike. For those of you who, whose views are on the right, he is your guy. Mike has uh, demonstrated uh, to be a very hard campaign worker. He's been out there running hard. And for those of you people who have been big on term limits, Folks, this is, this is your term limits right here. You have a viable candidate who's credentialed, stamped on both sides, and certified, and he's offering himself up for public office. This is your chance to vote for someone who's not going to、uh, sell you out, who's not going to go back on their word. We have Mike Cassidy on the line. What do you say, Mike? Hey, Kim. Good to be back. Thank you. Good to have you back, man. You're running hard, son. You got one more day. What do you got? About another 48 hours, I guess. 40, 50 hours there, about、uh, 20. 26 hours.、Uh, no, no, less than that. We got 20, 27 hours till the polls close. 27、mm. hours. And,、wow. uh, been working, man. Been working every day, every day for, for,、uh, at least a couple of weeks,、uh, nonstop and Sunday afternoons included.、Mm. Uh, whether it's knocking on doors, going to events, uh, making phone calls, it is a, it is nonstop action. And it's good. It's good. We're getting a good response. Uh, the, the word has gone out, whether it's through various advertisements, whether it's through、uh, word of mouth, friends talking to friends, family talking to family. But when I've been doing door knocking, almost everybody, almost everybody that I'm talking to, they, they, they've heard about me. And that's really the thing that I was most worried about is that people just want to know who I am because, well, I, I didn't do anything in public until the last two and a half, three months.、Uh, I was. Uh, Navy pilot,、uh, active duty for a while, and then got off active duty a year and a half. And、um, here in Mississippi, I stayed here, but I, I got a job, but it was a private job.、Um, and it wasn't anything in, public, in the public eye. And we're going against Michael Guest, who's the incumbent. He's got some name recognition, and certainly in Rankin and Madison County over the past couple decades. But、uh, we have eaten into that name recognition advantage significantly. And now we're really able to, un-、uh, like、our biggest weapon is just. His record、uh, versus my platform. And when people know that, then we do, in, we do very, very well. So I'm feeling pretty good about tomorrow. And you should. I was at the McLean breakfast Saturday.、Uh, and, uh, you know, that's the、uh, political breakfast, I guess, for people involved with politics in one form or another or government. And,、uh, uh, yeah. of course, you were out campaigning. But、uh, Mr.、Yep. Guest, Congressman Guest spoke. This is what struck me about his presentation, his speech, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike,、uh, folks, first of all, we're talking with the right Mike, Mike Cassidy. He's the candidate and he'll be on the ballot tomorrow. We ask everybody to go to the polls and give him your support. He is working hard. And again, what struck me about Michael Guest's comments just、uh, Saturday was regarding the January 6th, obviously he didn't mention that, but he was talking、mm-hmm. about the, uh, uh, 
the, we had uh, uh, the Department of Corrections uh, commissioner on there, and he gave a real good speech, too. I'll talk about that later. But what struck me about Michael Guest, there's something going on with his decision to vote for the creation of the January 6th commission. And I say that because if it was a simple mistake, being the type of man he claims to be, which I believe at some point he was, he's just not anymore, a man of integrity, a man of his word, yada, yada, yada. He would just say, man, it was a bad, it was a boneheaded vote, okay? And leave it that, leave it there, if, if anything. But the fact that he won't address it, the fact that he doesn't feel any empathy or sympathy towards the people whose lives have been destroyed, destroyed through the legal system, tells me that he's beholden to somebody else. There's something else going on there. And it's not to his own morals or his uh, oath-keeping or anything like that. What I believe that Michael Guess is he's beholden to people who don't like us, who don't like America for whatever reason, and they're willing to persecute Americans. And that's what really disturbs me and raises my eyebrows about Michael Guest. The what I what I can imagine is that he you know, I don't know whether it's worse if he read the bill or didn't read the bill. Mm-hmm. That I understand that a lot of people in Congress they they don't read the bills, but if you, I mean, this is this is one of the ones you read. It's only two to three pages, and it was the January sixth commission, and in it it says nineteen times that it was a domestic terror attack. That's how they describe January sixth. There's no way that could have been nonpartisan. But like you said, if you know, if it was an honest mistake, you know, I think I mean it's what. We are taught by Jesus Christ that we is forgiveness that you know we we have to if people are are repentant then you know that forgiveness is is we we got to forgive or else our heavenly Father ain't going to forgive our sins right. and that is something that politicians just they it's it, it is the it's poison to them to admit that they have ever done wrong and I'll be the first to tell you I'll be the first to tell you that when I go to Congress. I am not going to be a perfect congressman, that there are going to be things that uh, either through my own action or my lack of action that I'm going to look back on and people are going to look at and they're going to say, man, Michael, you you should have done something better. And, you know, if they're right, that if and if I was wrong, then, you know, I'll admit it. There are going to be times that will disagree. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm going to change change my mind if I truly believe that what I did was right. Um, but if I made a mistake, then uh, then. I'll admit it, and that's just something. And that comes from my professional background as being a Navy pilot. That that's what we do. Every I have never had a perfect flight. I have always screwed at least one thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, generally they're small things, but every now and then you screw something up, kind of kind of big. And then what we do is we go and we debrief. We talk about it as uh, uh, the pilot salt. We talk about what what happened and what went wrong and how to fix it in the future. And that's how you get better. And that's how. Um, but that, that mentality does not exist up on Capitol Hill. And even in Jackson, I'd imagine that people just, they, they'll have a bad vote and they think it's, I don't know if they think it's weak uh, or they think they'll be accused of flip-flopping, but it would have done, Michael, yes, I think it would have done them a whole lot of good. I mean, this is just free political advice. Uh, it's too late now, I guess. But if he had just said, you know, I screwed up. I made a mistake. I, uh, I don't know what I was thinking but I, I regret making that, that vote, and uh, I'm, I didn't realize that it was going to lead to all the, or that the, the investigations were going to lead to all these people being held as political prisoners. I'm going to stand up for them, and I, I beg the forgiveness of the voters of the 3rd District for my vote. If he had said that, well, man, I would not be doing that well, because people wouldn't have as much of a reason to vote for me. There would still be reasons, but 
that is one of the big ones, and he won't do it. He just won't do it. And that's what, and, and it seems to be torturing him、uh, since he will not apologize or, or, or recant or whatever the proper term would be. And I'm saying, so there's something else that's being held over his head or something he thinks is more valuable than the、uh, goodwill of the people who supported him and supported his desire to be a congressman. And so, if he has that type of commitment to that force, to that、uh, entity, it tells us that we're not first on his list. And that's not good. That, I mean, that just tells me that down the road, the betrayal is going to get even worse. And I think we need to nip it in the bud. For those of you who want term limits, this is your opportunity to put into play the term. This is what our founding fathers encouraged and wanted for us as far as term limits were concerned for us to get out and go to the polls. Yeah, the, that is, that's huge. I'm, I'm also a fan, Kim, of the,、uh, having a, an amendment, a term limits amendment. I, initially, I wasn't,、uh, I'll admit, initially,、uh, I mean, a while ago when people started talking about it,、uh, or when I first heard about it years ago, I wasn't the biggest fan just because、uh, that, you know, voters have, that, it's the polls, that you can go to the poll and, and hold、uh, people back but, or, and, and vote people out. But, The more that I've, I've thought about it, I mean, I've come out in favor of a term limits amendment for both、uh, the House and the Senate. And I, the reason is、uh, twofold. One is that the incumbents can, they can、uh, one, they get just the name recognition advantage, they get a、uh, money advantage generally. And we, we've come pretty close、uh, with, well, now with name recognition for sure, and we've come pretty close with money.、Um, but then they, that is just so difficult for a challenger to get in. And then the second thing is that oftentimes, The longer and longer that they're in that position, the more and more they start to get part of that DC swamp, whether it's more opportunities for、uh, people to hold something over on them, whether it's more opportunities to、uh, you know, just rub elbows with the wrong people up in the swamp. I don't know what it is, but、uh, it just seems that there's so few people that go up there and stay up there for a while that are able to maintain their virtue. And so, Uh, it, it shouldn't be, people shouldn't be professional politicians. It is,、uh, it, it's something that we, we have become and it hasn't been healthy for the nation. Folks, we're talking with Michael Cassidy. He's on the ballot tomorrow. He's looking for everybody to go back, go out to the polls, rather, and give、uh, your support, certainly to vote, but certainly give him your support.、Uh, he's asking for it. He is the right Mike. As I said before,、uh, our present congressman seems to be conflicted. And, You know, my grandmother would always say, you know, doing right isn't hard. It's making the decision to do right is what's hard. And Mike seems to, Mike Guest seems to be struggling with doing right. Folks, you got to understand what's so salient about this January 6th vote. He stepped up and volunteered to cast it. He was under no pressure. The Democrats had the votes to create the commission without any Republican support. And yet he volunteered to join in in the、uh, mistreatment of all those patriots who came to. Washington, D.C. on January 6th. The vote itself is one thing, but the fact that he allowed these men and women to languish in these jails,、uh, detained for over a year for many, what many、uh, were charged with nothing more than misdemeanors, and Mike didn't go check on them. He didn't check on the mistreatment. You had、uh, one or two people. I know at least one person died, committed suicide. Other folks were、yep. denied medical, medical treatment. And I just think this is uncomfortable. It's almost like he wanted to punish us, the people who sent him to Congress. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's just an abominable, abomination, as it were. But now tell us what's going on in this last portion. What do you have going on this evening? 
Well, it's uh, it's just door knocking. You know, me and uh, I've got uh, people on the on the, the volunteers. They're either door knocking or they're distributing some uh, literature and signs for people to be working the polls tomorrow. Because we're going to be, uh, we got a whole lot of people that are going to be out at the polls. It ain't going to be at every poll, uh, but we're trying to focus on on some of the bigger ones uh, for people that um, just to you know show have that last uh, last full measure of support. Uh, for people rec- to recognize that as they go to the polls that, uh, you know, this ain't just some, uh, like, two-bit campaign, that we've got some real muscle, we got some real uh, support behind it. It's still, don't get me wrong, it's still a David versus Goliath kind of struggle. I mean, they've got, I just got a, a text right now when we were talking that he, uh, he Mr. Guest picked up the endorsement of, earlier today of Delbert Hoseman, uh, and then just now we got the endorsement of Cindy Hyde-Smith, which I think are things that might actually help me out some <laughs> oh. uh, with the people that are going to be voting uh, mm-hmm. in the in this primary. But um, he, they're running scared now. They he wasn't running. He wasn't that scared before. Uh, but I think he 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 is finally awoken uh, to the fact that we're coming, and it may be too late for him. We'll see. We'll find out tomorrow evening. What is it? Uh, what what kind of numbers do you need to uh, to pull this off? Well, uh, it's fifty point one percent voters, uh, and so the we we ad- certainly prefer not to go to a runoff. Uh, we just like to win it outright. We just want to dominate. I mean, that, at least that's my mentality. I just want to dominate it. Um, and but in terms of the actual vote totals, it's it's difficult to project what the actual turnout's going to be. We know it's going to be low. Um, I did did some math. Uh, I'm a bit of a statistics nerd, and I was looking at the the turnout in Alabama and Ohio was about 20 to 23 percent uh, in the most recent primaries a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And both Alabama and Ohio, they had a governor and a senator on the ballot, mm-hmm. uh, and so and they spent millions and millions and millions and millions on these races. And this this is not gonna this is not gonna be the same thing. This is the only race. So I'm guessing it's going to be turnout's going to be in the teens somewhere, maybe mid upper teens. And if that's the case, then man, it's only going to take something like thirty thousand. I mean, that's a very rough number, but thirty thousand votes to win. And you know, we already got. I mean, just without, just by having a pulse and being in the race, uh, there there are probably ten thousand people that were already going to vote for guests just because things they didn't like about them. But then when we've uh, with, with us spreading the word, getting the message out about more about his record um, to people that weren't paying as much attention when people know about the being uh, me being America first and my background and what I'm going to stand for well that's getting us another 10 15,000 we've got we just put out uh, mailers out to everybody not everybody but to a whole bunch of the district something like 75,000 um, targeted at some historical Republican primary voters and we've been door knocking and so I think we've been we have been chipping away at that last 5,000 or so but it's you know, it it's not going to be easy. What we need is we need everybody who's listening to turn out, and not just you, but we need you to grab uh, somebody in your family, need you to grab a friend, grab a neighbor, maybe grab two or three of them, and give them a call if you like what I'm putting out, and you tell them, hey, go to the polls sometime tomorrow between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., and then vote for me, Michael Cassidy. Absolutely. Folks, we're talking with the right Mike, Mike Cassidy. He's going to be on the ballot tomorrow. Everybody needs to go to the polls. You need to be counted. And uh, you need to bring your loved ones, your kids, encourage everyone to go to the polls. Uh, Mike Cassidy represents the term limits you say that you want. If you want change, this is your opportunity to do it. The guy has demonstrated uh, uh, ability and the grasp of the issues. 
His integrity is, is made manifest by his life's work. He's a military man, and we commend him to you highly.、Uh, Mike, how can they get hold of you on social media? We're going to go to a break, but when we come back, tell us about how they can get hold of you so people can get their ink pens and pens and、uh, pencils, rather, and get ready to write this information down. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios. It's the day before Election Day. June 7th, which is tomorrow, we encourage you to go to the polls. We're on the line with Mike Cassidy, the right Mike, the right Mike for Congressional District 3 Congressman seat. Mike, tell us how people can get your signs, where, you, where are you on social media, and、uh, the whole nine yards. Well, the、uh, Facebook, it's Michael Cassidy for Congress, with four being the number four. My Twitter, it's at vote. Cassidy, and my website is www.votecassidy.com. And in terms of signs, well, we,、uh, we've got both a, a good news and bad news. The, the bad news is we're out of signs, but the good news is that it's because everybody's been asking for them.、Uh, and the,、uh, there's been a real tick up the last、uh, two, three weeks, and so we're all out. So that's a good problem to have.、Uh, I mean, we got a whole bunch, but、uh, people, people have wanted them. So.、Um, That is,、uh, that's how you get in touch with me, and we'll, we'll definitely make another order before,、uh, before the general election. But for now, for tomorrow, that's,、uh, that's what we got. All right. Man, you've been running a tremendous campaign. You want to throw a shout out to any of the,、uh, anybody out there for their work? I know you can't get to everybody, but you know, folks who stood out and been stand up with you, standing up with you, right? Man, there, there are certainly a whole、uh, lot out there.、Uh, my, the, my, my core staff. Nathan Wright, campaign man, manager, Matt Brainerd,、uh, my、uh, strategist. We also got some other people like Lindsey Beckham, Renee Gardner, Monica Baldwin. We got, we got a, whole,、uh, a whole list of people, and it, it'd be too, too, long, too long to list、uh, at this point. But、um, th- there have been some people that, I mean, they're, they're working for it, it's really touching, you know,、uh, the people that are volunteering that, like, I, I'm not, they're not getting money. They're, Uh, I mean, I'm not getting money. They're getting,、uh, just like me, a satisfaction that we are working hard for, to make our country a better place. And, you know, that's a, that is a,、uh, a benefit all in itself. It's definitely hard work, and it's, you know, it's a gamble that these people have taken. It's a gamble I'm taking,、uh, that we don't know exactly what. Uh, whether we don't know if we're going to win、uh, or not. And we're only going to find out tomorrow evening,、uh, we hope. <laughs>、uh, and that is,、uh, I- I'm really, truly grateful for everybody who's helped out. The, still, if there are people out there listening who,、uh, who want to help out, who want to go and work the polls,、uh, the, by, by having,、uh, holding signs and, and having literature at the, at the appropriate、uh, distance away from the entrance of the,、uh, the precincts. Um, then you can sign up,、uh, sign up on our website for volunteer and we'll, we'll try to get,、uh, we'll get in touch with you. The, the people are pretty busy right now,、uh, but if we, if we do have some new signups and you are interested in, in helping out、uh, tomorrow, then by all means go to the website and let us know. Awesome. Folks, we're talking with the right Mike, Mike Cassidy. He's going to be on the ballot tomorrow. He's soliciting your, your vote and all your support and love and prayers. Now, Mike, uh, uh, Are there any uh, uh, groups, entities, subdivisions, cities, towns you want to especially encourage to come on out? I, want, I know you want everybody to come out, but I know you, <laughs> your, your, strategy, your strategist has told you you need this and you need that, and yada, yada, yada. 
No, you know, a vote is a vote. Um, so the, the biggest centers, uh, uh, the population centers, uh, really are Rankin County and Madison County. Uh, that's number one uh, and number two. Then the next is going to be where, where I live, Lauderdale County. Um, and then after that, it's kind of the Starkville area and Lincoln County. Um, but truly, I mean, it doesn't matter if you, uh, you live out in the country, you live in the city, you live in the suburbs. Uh, the Every vote counts the exact same. So there, there is no... Um, there is by no means a uh, one vote any better than the rest. And there, there's the only percentage that matters is uh, more than 50 or less than 50. And we're aiming to get above 50 everywhere. Well, brother, we, again, appreciate, number one, you offering yourself up for service. Matter of fact, what prompted you to, I mean, what tipped you over the edge to throw your hat in the ring? I mean, what were you seeing? The, you know, it's been a, for a while, man, I've, I've paid attention to politics just like i mean most people uh listening to this station and um but i was in the military and i I just really just watched it on tv or talk about it with friends and didn't really uh you can't run when you're uh, active duty but it was after uh, getting off active duty a year and a half ago and still i was you know i was happy just uh flying jets man i truly that is uh, I love doing that. I have my both my reserve job is flying. My uh, my civilian job is flying jets. So uh, that just by itself shows you the the passion that I've got for that. But you know, looking at the the transition from the Trump administration to the Biden administration and seeing that you know things have been they had not been that good in the obama in the obama years and then trump was able to reverse some things and looked like maybe we were getting on a, a better path but things just started reversing so quickly accelerating i guess accelerating and that i thought man like maybe maybe we this nation is on a much worse path than i thought and uh, i was just worried truly worried genuinely worried about what our country would be like in a decade or uh, two decades from now, if we kept going on, a, on the current path that we're on. And, uh, and so I'd, I thought about uh, doing something in, um, in politics, but I looked at our current representative just to check him out, see what was going on, because I didn't really know much about Michael Guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw that he had voted for the January 6th commission, and this was about a year ago. And I thought, what in the world is this? Mm. Uh, how do we have a Mississippi Republican voting for something like this? And then uh, that just stuck with me, and it kind of ate away at me and, uh, and in combination with some other things that uh, I just didn't feel that he was truly an America first guy. And I thought to myself, you know, we got to have we got to have America first people in there or else we got to have people standing up or else it doesn't matter if Republicans get control of the Congress again. It's going to be the same old business, same old uh, downward trend. And uh, I only really came to the conclusion that I was going to run uh, just, you know, a, a bit before the the deadline. Um, I I mean, it's it's a big step, man. It is a uh, and that's something that I'll just on a, a personal level that being having campaign for the past three months. Like I got respect for um, for mm-hmm. Griffin, uh, the other guy in the race, and even for guests uh, for when he's campaigned before. Like it is it is not easy work. Uh, and if you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, I, I respect uh, and the Democrat, too. I mean, I, if he's going in because he truly thinks that 
his what he is putting out is making would make uh, the country better. As wrong as he is, I respect the the effort. Um, but the anyway, so I, I decided to get in yeah three four months ago, and it's been it's been a sprint ever since then. Well, you know, one of the things uh, you, you said how the vote on the January sixth. Uh, uh, how it struck you. I, I think it did a lot of people the same. I know it, it, it. it's me. I saw Mike Saturday at the thing. We looked each other in the eye. and it, I mean, I didn't want to. It wasn't about confronting him or anything like that. But the thing is, is dude, our nation is, I mean, we're on a knife's edge right now. We cannot afford any setbacks, any mistakes, uh, forced fumbles. or You know, we can't afford that. We need you to be on your P's and Q's. And then the fact that he just will not deal with it. I mean, like I said before, I'm convinced, me personally, I'm convinced that he's more fearful whoever to whoever he's beholden to than he are the American people and the future of our country. And and that really concerns me. It just tells me that down the road, it's only going to be we're only going to be more disappointed. Yeah, it's definitely I mean, the <laughs> things that he's that the votes that he's had. It's just been in three years, mm-hmm. just been in three years. And so, you know, we got uh, it's not a, a 20 year record. I don't want to think about what it's what a 20 year record would show. But uh, three years, three and a half years, uh, it, it's it's enough. It's enough. We got to get somebody else in there. Well, we got the right Mike, folks. We got Mike Cassidy, the right Mike, the Mike on the right. Who's going to give and who's going to give us some good representation? Who's going to do us right? The main thing is he has a moral compass that points due north, and he doesn't have to look around and say, "Okay, is this going to be good for just me, or is it going to be good for the nation?" You know, Mike. The I tell people from my pulpit here on behind this microphone, as a politician, if you would just make your policies based on two things, keep these in mind: what's best for the kids. And what's good for property values? If you do those two things and keep those in the forefront, most of your decisions will turn out to be right in the long run. We're talking with Mike Cassidy, the right Mike. He's going to be on the ballot tomorrow, June 7th. Go to the polls. What we're going to do is take a quick break. Our number is 601-879-0002. The right Mike. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And we have the right Mike on the line. Third District Congressional Candidate Michael Cassidy is offering himself up as a replacement for Michael Guest. Mike has uh, Michael Guest has uh, taken some steps that, folks, it raises some eyebrows, cause you to give him the side eye, and our nation is in peril. We're on a knife's edge. We're jumping rope on a razor blade. We cannot afford to have someone up there who's going to be wishy-washy. I mean, first and foremost, the American people and America's future should be at the front of every vote you take. And Mike has shown us that he's beholden to something. And he can't, he, it, it seems the relationship is so uh, illicit, it appears, in my view, my, my words only, that he can't even tell who, who or uh, what's motivating him to do this. This is, this is concerning. Now, Mike, I mean, uh, Mr. Cassidy, tell us what else. Uh, uh, I know Mr. Uh, Guest had mentioned that people are getting it wrong about his support for Planned Parenthood and his support for, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, there was another issue. Uh, that he oh his conservative rating he says people are getting it wrong what is it that we need to know well what we need to know is that the he has and the, this is indisputable that he has voted for two bills in december 2020 and in march of 2022 bills that with his vote that they, that helped secure 
passage for these bills that gave $1.1 billion to the organization called Planned Parenthood, the organization that is the nation's largest abortion provider. And so the these bills, they, they are not standalone bills. They, it's not a uh, straight-up vote, do we fund Planned Parenthood or do, or do we not fund Planned Parenthood? There's other stuff in there. There, there's, uh, there are other things in uh, uh, other government programs in there. But that's what the... That's what the establishment counts on. That's what the left counts on, is that they, they will have enough weak Republicans who are willing to compromise, that they're willing to compromise on life. And that uh, Mr. Guest has said, I've heard it from his own lips in person at the uh, in, at, uh, Grip and Grin in Madison, where he taught, and he, I've, I've heard him say at other places too, that he's worried that he'd be attacked if. Uh, for not supporting other government programs if he were to vote no on some of these bills. And I say I would rather have an attack ad every single day of the week, every single week of the year, if it meant that I was able to have a clear conscience that I did not give any money to Planned Parenthood. And that's uh, and that's where the ultimate difference of opinion is, that uh, he wants to have his cake and eat it, too. He wants to be able to say, well, I voted for all these programs, but don't call me. Uh, but you also have to call, call me pro-life. No, you, you get to choose one or you get to choose one or the other. You can either be somebody who uh, you are. Yes, vote for these government programs uh, or uh, you're pro-life. You can't you, you cannot have both. And so it is also true that this uh, that there are a couple of organizations that call themselves pro-life that give him good ratings. And the reason for that is that they do not look at the actual funding of Planned Parenthood when it comes to their votes. And if they did, then all then only a handful of Republicans would get, get good ratings. And if only a handful of Republicans get good ratings, then nobody's going to talk about these groups. Michael Guest wouldn't say that he got a D rating from uh, a pro-life group if they actually gave honest ratings. And so if they don't get talked about, then they don't get funding. They don't get funding, then they cease to exist. So it's in their own organizational interests. Uh, they make a decision that, you know, uh, we, we're going to compromise. We're going to make a compromise, and we're going to launder these, uh, these positions, these, uh, anti, uh, these, these positions that give money to Planned Parenthood. We're going to launder those, these votes, like Mr. Guest and other Republicans have taken, uh, that we're going to launder these votes as being actually he's a pro-life guy. And they are not happy about uh, the either these organizations or the establishment folks that vote on these. They are not happy about being called out on it. But that's what the ultimate disagreement comes down to is if you uh, are willing to stand up uh, and be pro-life when it's easy, that is a lot different than standing up and being pro-life when it's hard. And the tide is turning. The tide is turning, ladies and gentlemen, about life, and that it looks like we're about to get Roe v. Wade overturned, and that's due to people in Mississippi and our law. And we are about to go on a very good run of pro-life legislation and pro-life principles, and it's all going to be for nothing if we have our federal representation that is willing to compromise and say, you know what, we're still going to fund Planned Parenthood. It's all right. No, we have to say no to that, and, to, and tomorrow will be a great place to start by voting Michael Guest out and voting for me, Michael Cassidy. Folks, we got the right Mike on the air with us, Mike Cassidy. He's on the ballot tomorrow, June 7th. Everybody needs to go to the polls. We encourage you to do that. 
the mail in ballots, the absentee ballots, and all that. We don't have drop boxes in Mississippi, do we? We do not. We do not. It's,、uh, you, got, you got to go to the polls. Got to go to the polls. And、uh, he's looking for everyone to go to the polls on tomorrow. It's going to be,、uh, well, I think just, just the congressional races along with the, what, the medical marijuana. Is there something on the ballot? What else is on the ballot, if anything?、Uh, it is. It- It is,、uh, there might be a couple of、uh, municipalities that have other things on the ballot, but to my understanding, almost everywhere, if not everywhere, that the, this primary is the only thing on the ballot. Let me ask you、uh, are there any of these counties using paper ballots, or everybody's using the machines, or what's going on? Are you having any concerns on that?、Uh, the, I don't know if. if Every county is using paper. I know a lot are using paper. I know Lauderdale County is using paper and then using、um, machines to count the votes.、Mm-hmm. Um, but those, the paper ballots, they'll be there in case anything looks weird that to, to be able to do a, a hand count if required. But、um, the, I know that the last, last session of the, the House in Mississippi, that they,、uh, they, they, Gave funding to, to go back to paper. So I hope that everybody, every county is back to paper, but I'll be honest, I do not know if every county has gone back to paper. I hope so. All right. Again, we're talking with Mike Cassidy. If you'd like to help out at the polls, if you want to wave a sign, if you just want to offer support.、Uh, now, where are you going to be on election night? Where, where are you going to hold、uh, up are, at? We, we,、uh, we're still working out the details on that.、Uh, it's probably just going to be a private, probably just going to be a private event,、uh, to be perfectly honest. Right.、Uh, and we'll,、uh, but we, we'll, yeah, it's, a, it's just for some volunteers and other people, but we, we have yet to get a 100% final decision where everybody's going to be,、uh, tomorrow night. But, um, we, we, we got a couple places in, we got at least one place in mind, but I don't know where the second place is going to be. I got you. Again, folks, we're talking with the right Mike, Mike Cassidy. He's offering himself up for service for those of us who have,、uh, over the years, we talked about term limits. This is your opportunity. This is what the founding fathers intended. Go to the polls and you can have term limits. Get organized, get your candidate on the ballot, and、uh, go to the polls and support them. You'll get the term limits that you say you want.、Uh, in the absence,、uh, if you have term limits, rather, what you're going to get is the old、uh, bureaucrats. I was there at the、uh, breakfast Saturday and.、Uh, Michael Guest, his chief of staff was Greg Harper's chief of staff. That, that has no reflection on who this person is. I don't even know the guy. But the bottom line is, is that the infrastructure stays there regardless. That's why you need to have men and women of integrity. And if you've got to send in a replacement every two years, then so be it. Somebody will get the message and do right by the people of Mississippi. So,、yep. uh, any final comments that you'd like to、uh, let the people know uh, uh, that something that we didn't touch on, what you intend to do if you are elected? <laughs> the、uh, one big thing is election integrity. That we have to, we, we absolutely have to look at the 2020 election. We got to,、uh, uh, the Congress has to see what, just make a strict accounting state by state、uh, of whatever discrepancies, whether it was uh, legislators uh, acting out of,、uh, acting illegally, whether it was Uh, signatures not being verified, whether it was、uh, drop boxes being used. We got to figure out everything that went wrong about the 2020 election.、Uh, we need to then learn from that and make sure that we don't have those same things happen in 2024 because a lot of these things, the Democrats, they had planned. They had planned months in advance, and the Republicans, in, in、uh, full frankness, they got caught flat footed, and that if they had used 
uh, if they'd been a little bit more aware, then, you know, we could have caught uh, the – we could have put a stop to some of these things that happened in Wisconsin. Uh, we could have nipped that in the bud. But it didn't happen, and we, we saw what uh, the mess that the election turned, in, turned into. Nobody on the left or right – well, I'd say the overwhelming majority of people on the left and the right – do not want to have tainted elections. Every People want to have confidence in the election that, you know, we're going to win some, we're going to lose some, but we want we don't want there, this to be something we're talking about. So it, it is incumbent on us to really take a stand and get it right. We need to get voter ID. We need to get paper ballots. We need to get rid of drop boxes. We need to clean up the voter rolls. And we got to make sure that there is a better oversight of the people that are counting the votes. And that is not a knock on 99.9% of the poll workers out there who are very patriotic, that they're working long hours tomorrow, that they are, uh, they're not getting paid all that much, and they, they're doing it out of patriotic duty. And I love it. But it only takes a, a couple of bad apples to ruin it all. And we've seen that happen in some of these states in 2020. And uh, we just got to make sure that there is uh, that there is a people know that uh, they can have full faith in the election process. So that's going to be something I work on uh, in the very beginning of 2023. Folks, we're talking with the right Mike, Mike Cassidy, the man on the right, the right man for the job, third district congressional co- uh, congressman. Folks, he'll be looking for your vote on tomorrow. Please go to the polls, offer your support through your vote to this man and his effort to Right, the good ship of state, which is America. He's willing to do it. He's offered himself up for service. What we're going to do is take a quick break when we come back to find a few moments with the right mic. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. The final few minutes of the first hour of the Kim Wade Show with the right mic, Mike Cassidy. Tomorrow's election day. We're going to give Mike the final few minutes to do his swan song, his uh, uh, come to Jesus message. Go ahead, brother. All right, thanks, Kim. The uh, yeah, tomorrow's election day. As we we've been saying it, and Kim's been saying it. The it is it is the election. It's the Republican primary, but it is essentially the general election based on how conservative and how Republican the third district is. So your vote's important. Your vote's absolutely important. It's going to have more impact in this low turnout election, an election that doesn't have a senator or a president or a governor on the ballot for the first time since 2010 than just about any other federal election that that we have had in a while. And so it ain't going to be just about you. It's going to be about getting a friend, a neighbor, a family member, and you getting them or getting a few of them out to the polls as well. And it's not just about me against Mr. Guest. It's about sending a message. It's about sending a message to the D.C. establishment. It's telling them that Mississippi 3rd District is tired. We're tired of Republican politicians that are Republicans in name only. We're tired of people that will not fight for America first values, that we have elected these people time and time again, and they have gone to D.C. and they have not adequately represented us. This is your time to tell D.C. that we're sending a fighter to Washington. We're sending somebody who's going to not just be up there and be called a congressman, somebody who's going to fight the establishment, somebody who's going to stand up with other fighters, somebody who's going to push to get other rhinos out of office, somebody who's going to make sure that our country doesn't keep on going on its current track, because we cannot afford what is going to happen to our nation if we keep going like we've been going. So I ask you humbly, please come out to the polls tomorrow. They're open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
and pick my name. I'm first on the ballot. You ain't got to stay in the ballot box for too long. Vote Michael Cassidy for Congress tomorrow, and we can. this will be step one of a massive change that we can have. We can start here in Mississippi all the way to the U.S. Congress. Listen. Thank you for your time, and I appreciate your support. The right Mike, folks. Mike Cassidy tomorrow, June 7th. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Jim. Take care. All right. America. You love your country, so it goes without saying that you also love your ride. And Auto Armor in Flowood wants to help you make that ride shine. Auto Armor in Flowood is Central Mississippi's premier automotive detail and ceramic coating shop. Servicing any type of vehicle, including ATVs, boats, and more. Need just a quick detail or paint correction? Auto Armor can make it happen. But if you're set to hit the road in a blaze of glory while flying the old red, white, and blue, Auto Armor should be your first and last call to give your ride a full ceramic coating. Auto Armor is locally owned and operated by the loud and proud American patriot, Clay Edwards. Auto Armor also proudly backs the blue, all military and first responders. So don't forget to ask for your discount. Call 601-260-0858. 601-260-0858. Or stop in today, fellow Americans. Auto Armor is located at 4394 Mangum Drive in Flowood. Online at AutoArmorMS.com. Auto Armor, unapologetically American. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday, the second hour of the Kim Wade Show. It's going to be an open forum. We want to remind you and thank Mike, Mike Cassidy, the right Mike. Folks, he, he, the guy, look, he, he's on top of his game. And uh, as I said before, everybody's got a choice to make. And look, I don't dislike Michael Guest. But our future, of the country's at stake, man. You got all these people cutting their private deals for the benefit of themselves and their families so that they and their families will be above the top of the fold with whatever system comes out of the chaos that's being created with our uh, government, with our with our country. Everywhere we turn, we're seeing the destruction of our way of life. Everybody's attacking our and the people who are attacking it is our government, our governmental officials, our Congress people. They won't hold the line, and you and I are taking it in the shorts. Got a couple things. I'm going to play a clip from you. You know, we talk about all these. We've been talking about the, all these mass shootings, and we're trying to figure out what has happened. Folks, they've done research. And they've been looking at the data. And I think in 2018, there were like 20 mass shootings by kids under 18. And then in 2019, I think there was like 40. 2020, it jumped up to 80. 2021, it jumped up to close to 200. They're predicting in, by the end of this year, over 400 mass shootings would have taken place by our young people. And we're trying to figure out what's wrong. They, you know what they traced it back to? COVID. COVID, the protocols, the shutdown, the vaccine. Folks, I told y'all when this thing first started, I said, this has been created by people who are keepers of the keys, people who have a deep understanding of human nature. They know what they're doing. Now, I'm going to play a clip. It's about probably about eight to 10 minutes long. The first two or three minutes are going to be a little slow, but he's going to get into the numbers. Folks, the numbers are bearing it out. These kids, we drove our kids crazy under the COVID shutdown. They had nothing to do but sit around 
on these video games. And do you know what else? The, the added factor to all this? That the FBI was in these damn chat rooms stirring these kids up. Do you doubt what I'm saying? The manifesto that was supposedly written by the Buffalo shooter, he said that's, that's what drove him. He said he wasn't a racist. He wasn't raised to be a racist or anything. He said, I didn't have anything to do. So I started going into these chat rooms. And now we know the FBI was running the chat rooms. Folks, what we're seeing here is our government attacking the American people. Our government has been taken over by people who hate this country. This is what disturbs me about Michael Guest and his unwillingness to atone for his vote on for the January 6th commission. He's telling me that he is beholden to someone that he's more fearful of and someone who I believe hate America and hate us. So what does that make Michael guess? A problem. Our number 601-879-0002. Let's get Jason in here. Then we're going to play this clip. Hey, Jason. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, this is Jason. Yes, Listen, uh, I, was, uh, I was at work today. I, I fully attend on both for Mr. Cash. Uh, I was at work, and uh, there was a guy, he's Republican and, and uh, lives in District 3, but he had never heard of it before. And uh, so it, it's, it's up to us, if we want this to happen, to uh, get out there for Mr. Cassidy and talk to families and friends. And, and uh, you know, I, I, of course, all of my extended family, I'm a, I am listen to the you know, WYEB all day long, every day at work. So I, I know who he was. So I've spoken to my family beforehand, but there's still people out there that will pull the Republican handle that don't know who Mr. Cassidy is. So, you know, yeah. listeners, you get out there and contact folks and say, hey, you know, uh, this is the guy we need. So your thoughts on it, that's all I have to say. Appreciate it, Jason. Jason's right. You're absolutely right. Folks, tell everyone you know uh, about the right Mike, Mike Cassidy. You can give them the cliff note versions of why. The bottom line is, is that Mr. Guest has taken some steps Folks, he volunteered to do these things. That's like volunteer to pull the rope uh, as you're standing in the gallows. Come on, dude. You got. And then he won't apologize for it. He won't even address it. That's a problem with me. Our number 601-879-0002. What we're going to do is, is play this quick, quick uh, clip here. We want to tie together. There's got several topics today we're going to be dealing with. But number one, why all these mass murders, mass shootings by these young folks? And I believe this is a Dr. Alexander. This was on the Steve Bannon show, show episode 1902. If you want to go back and hear the whole one for yourself. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. I began writing because we want the society to have a conversation. But Naomi Wolf, Dr. Wolf, I think why this is so important sir, is this. Dr. Wolf is cutting against the grain. The first two minutes is going to be a little slow. So just hang in there. OK, go ahead. She did not need to stand up because she's going against the narrative. And she, like us, like myself, Gupta, Bhattacharya, McCullough, etc., Malone, we have been attacked, smeared, slandered, and canceled. And we have to give Naomi a lot of credit because she reached out. It's almost like she joined the other side. But her science is intense. I did not really understand the, the technical capacity that she brought to the table until she started to interview me and Rish. And then I realized this person, this person is very adept. And uh, she mentioned, you know, she talks about the damage to the baby. And it's almost where there's a tacit understanding that in utero even and post, there is a developing child there. 
And we have to really seriously consider the issues with this vaccine. Tell me when you talk about the the you talk about the uh, the, these new shootings. You and Tucker, now he's a brilliant economist. Walk me through. What is your angle uh, into this? How do you how are you framing it that it has something to do with this rash of mass of mass shootings? I mean, what what evidence well, are you guys using to make well, your look, case? First, first of all, we're talking about the the predictable rituals of life that we are seeing. These were shattered and torn apart from particularly young people, and not just normal young people. We are seeing that we have a lot of young people, even normal ad- uh, uh, adults in the society, who are on the edge, and they're vulnerable to begin with. And then when we had our governments and our public health officials just ripping apart their world and telling them that they could not do this, they couldn't go here, there, many of these young people, their only social interaction is in school. Like how many only get their only meals in school? They one meal. So when we did this and we locked on, remember, Steve, that the Buffalo shooter in um, the Topps grocery, he wrote in his manifesto, and that's what triggered Tucker and myself to write and we published in Brownstone, that he said, I was not a racist individual. I became so. I became so because of the lockdowns pretty much on the school closures because I had a lot of time on my hand. And I started to visit these dark websites that put a lot of poison in my head. That's what he said. He said I was going to kill myself. But my mind was so poisoned after going to all these sites that I decided with these lockdowns, my isolation. He said this. He wrote it. That I decided I'll kill other people. So we realized, look, there's something larger here. We may have damaged the minds of our young people, potentially devastatingly. And now you have this young guy in Texas who shot up. These are craven, evil people, no doubt. But to me, to Tucker, this is not a gun control issue principally. This is not a Second Amendment issue. And, and, the, and, the, and the people who, who are against guns, they're trying to make this a gun control issue. We are saying, look, yes, there are things that we need to do to make sure that weapons don't go into the hands of deranged people. But, but the Texas shooter, that 18-year-old guy, Remember, he was subjected to lockdowns for a long period of time. And when the schools did open, he dropped out. But nobody cared. Nobody looked for him. He didn't exist. And that's the issue. During all of the mass confusions from the lockdowns and the school closures, we may have opened Pandora's box. And what we are saying is in 2017, there were 30 mass shootings in America. 2018, 30. 2019, 31. Then all of a sudden in 2020, for the 10 months of the lockdowns, it jumped to 40. That was a 33% increase. In 2021, it jumped to 61. That was a 52% increase. But right now, Steve, I'm going to tell it to you. There are 230 mass shootings in America, a 400% increase. And my modeling on Tucker, we are saying by December of 2022, if all things stay same, we potentially going to have 450 mass shootings in America. And these guys being 18 years old, consistently, there's something wrong with the young people. Look, we don't know for sure, but we need to put it on the table. We need to have this discussion that these lockdowns are started under Porter's Trump and hardening and continuing under Biden. They may have damaged our society, and we need to look at this very seriously. 
Uh, Dr. Alexander, how did the, uh, Brownstone, we've got the piece. We'll put it up. Uh, what's your social media and how do they get to the rest of your writings? Um, well, I have a substack at Alexander COVID News. And I also have my uh, website at uh, drpaulalexander.com. That's drpaulalexander.com. No caps, no spaces. But my substack, I write daily five, six articles a day. And again, it's Alexander space COVID space news. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank you, Steve. You have no idea. I mean, I, I learn a lot from listening to you. I like your balance. I like your technical depth. And I appreciate you having Naomi again on. All right. That's uh, Dr. Paul Alexander. You can find that article on brownstone.org, triple dub, brownstone.org. And uh, uh, folks, I told you when this thing first started, I said, this is evil out of the minds and hands of people who have long-term institutional knowledge of human nature, human beings. Folks, these people are playing. And if you doubt what I just said, just two, three weeks ago, our country was in open debate about whether or not we should allow our kindergartens, first and second, third graders to be exposed and groomed about sexual practices of their teachers, etc. We were told that it was okay for kids, for a five-year-old to say, hey, I want to change my sex. I want to be a girl and I want to be a boy. I want to switch sides. For our 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, for the girls to have their breasts cut off and the boys to have a, a, a castration because they want to change their gender. We were saying, and it was being argued, by the same people who are pushing gun control, saying that 18-year-olds are too young to own guns, but a five-year-old is, is okay to change his gender. Folks, that's evidence of the fact that you and I are not thinking. The fact that we would sit up here and advocate for gun control as dictated by the people who want to control us. And you think that you're being on uh, the smart side, you're being on the reasonable side, and yet when they were telling you that five-year-olds was old enough to determine whether or not they want to be a boy or a girl, you said silent. What is wrong? No, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with us that we can't see that we're being manipulated? One week, kids switching sides is the most important thing in the world. Then two weeks later, us giving up our guns is the most important thing. Would you please think would you please come to the realization these people are evil and their sole goal is to control death and destruction, degradation, poverty, want, lack, need. And you won't stand up to it because you're being reasonable. You know, I have a degree and I thought these things out. You may have thought them out. Have you thought them through? And I would submit to you the reason why we're having this problem as a country, because you people ain't grounded in nothing. You don't really believe you've been exposed to the word. You don't believe the word. You got pastors still wearing masks in the pulpit and telling you about Jesus and his healing power. Folks, we don't believe everything. I mean, everybody's putting on a, on, on a front. The mask that we're wearing is the mask that we say is our faith or what we call faith. I think we got some problems here, Hoss. We'll sit up here and let them tell us and we shake our head in agreement that it's okay that a five-year-old can determine his sex 
But an 18-year-old is too dangerous to own a gun. <laughs> Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Monday. I want to remind you, it, start, it was 91 a day at one point. Uh, you need to call the AC doctor. Get in line, 601-706-4551. Have that HVAC system checked out. If it's not cooling optimally, well, your comfort is their concern. Give the AC doctor a call, 601-706-4551, or online, acdr.com, the ACDR. Dot com. That's the AC doctor. That's what it stands for. Dot com. The ACDR dot com. Check them out today for all your heat and cooling concerns and for your comfort. The AC doctor. 706-4551. Let's go to Chris. Oh, who's that? Jack. Jack. Hey, Jack. Yes, sir. Hey, my brother in Christ. How you doing, brother? What's up? Well, I need to get something off my chest. Okay. Today is June 6th. D-Day. D-Day. I come from a a military family. My father served in the Navy in the Pacific. My uncle served in the Navy in the Pacific. My aunt served. And I have known uh, people throughout my life. One of them was with 101st Airborne that were dropped in behind the lines the night before the invasion of Normandy, and uh, he was injured, but he recovered and fought all the way from there to the occupation of Berlin. I have another uh, friend whose father of, uh, he was an American, but he was of Spanish descent, Mexican descent, who fought in the Marines in the Pacific against the Japanese. And when I think of those brave people and the courage and determination going through that hell on Omaha Beach in the Pacific, and I look at where we are now, it breaks my heart and I have said a prayer of thanks to God for the men and women who stepped up and went up against the most powerful army on earth and defeated that evil and that's what we need now because we are in the throes of evil. And so I just wanted to give a shout out in a prayer to the families of those men and women of that generation who would have never, ever put up with what we're putting up with now. That's all I've got to say. God bless you. Keep going. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Thank you for bringing in remembrance and bringing up d-day uh we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that also thank you sir let's go to chris hey chris hello my brother kim hey man hey <clears throat> you know i've been hearing you talking been hearing all this stuff they talking about uh three two year old and they won't let them vote when they're 16 
and they want to do all this. Well, let's just make everything 21 across the board before you decide who you are, before you can vote, before you can buy a cigarette or a can of beer. And also, we're going to push this on the illegals coming over. Before you can vote, you got to prove that you're an American citizen. True that. True that. I mean, they wanted to, remember when they was pushing that to go and let them vote at 16 years old? Right. They still and they're going to say they're adult enough to make that decision? There's something going on that's doing stuff. You know, and you and I know this. They're trying to grab, they're trying to throw all this stuff up there, but they're not saying where all this is happening at. Right, right. And just like the dude that did the school shooting, I want to know where all that money comes from. Yeah. Because you and I know what those weapons cost. We want those. Right. For our collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, ooh, that hurt my pocketbook. Yeah. They say they say he wasn't worried about money. Money wasn't an object to him. And uh, uh, he he had a closet of expensive women clothes and all this kind of crap. So, uh, you know, that's the type of stuff. That's how, how you know that it's part of the Democrat Party coalition because they won't talk about it. And they, it ain't that secretive. If it was a... Uh, uh, white supremacists, so they call them. Uh, they'd have all his background information. They'd have his family, docs, the yes. whole nine yards. You know. And, and Kim, they want to push these battery cars on them until they start flying in battery planes. I'm not gonna buy no battery car. <laughs> I want to see them buying them start. They start using the batteries first to prove that they work. Right. Yep. All right, Kim. Thanks, brother. Man, appreciate it. Man, stay out there and be strong. Be blessed. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so Thanks. much. Uh. Okay, we got Steve on the line. Hey, Steve. <clears throat> yes, sir. Hey, Kim, how are you? Hey, brother, what's up? Yeah, I would like to applaud all those brave men that went up the cliffs of Normandy on that fateful day as well. And I also would like to reflect on how they were able to accomplish such a great feat. You know, 2,000 years ago, Sun Tzu instructed us on the art of war, and basically what Eisenhower did was he put those men on death ground. There was no accommodations for getting off that beach unless you were wounded or dead, and those men had no other choice but to coalesce together for the common good for each other and get up that cliff and eliminate the... uh, German defensive. Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring this up, not only because it's D-Day, but also because I believe that our government is putting us on death ground. Mm. They're not giving us any other choice. There's, There's no going back from what they're attempting to do. We either have to push on through and climb that cliff or leave the beach in a body bag. You know, in so many ways, you're right, uh, because so much of what they're doing is so in-your-face, so gratuitous. Uh, We found out this weekend part of the reasons for the baby formula shortage. Folks, our government, the Biden administration, is recruiting pregnant single moms from South America and all over the world to come to the border. They've got a special category for pregnant single, uh, well, not just pregnant, but single moms, people with kids, and they're—I mean—they're out there recruiting them. That's where the baby formula has been directed to to make sure that there be adequate supply. Folks, this, 
I mean, that kind of stuff is to anger the American people. That's the purpose of it.、Uh, and it's one thing after another, as Steve says,、uh, they're putting us on death ground where it's, our backs is between the edge of the cliff and uh, their, uh, their ornament pointed towards us. I mean, we are where we are. I mean, this is real. These people are dead serious. They, they are not, they're not going home without either victory or death. That, that's, the, that's their position. Did I ever tell you the story about the guy that during World War II in Germany,、mm. he worked at the baby buggy factory?、Mm-mm. So he works at a baby buggy factory and his wife becomes pregnant. So every day he would take one of the components and he would bring it home until one day. He had all the different pieces he needed to assemble that baby buggy. And when he did, he found out that it was a machine gun. <laughs> so basically, if you look at everything that the communist Democrats are doing in this country, is they're telling you it's a baby buggy and they're assembling all the pieces together. And if they can ever get gun control, they will have their machine gun and it'll be pointed right at you, the folks. Good analogy, brother. Excellent analogy. Thanks, Steve. Well, br- brother, that's what I got for today. You have a great day, and I'll listen the rest of the way.、Appreciate、Thanks. It. Thank you, man. Folks, th- th- there's a message in there for a believer. You have to understand one thing the only thing standing in between these so called world elite, elite people are the 100 million MAGA supporters, people who believe in America still, and the Russian people. Whether you want to accept it or not, Putin is our friend in this battle against these evil SOBs. Oh, he's a communist, whatever. Yeah, but you want to subjugate me just because. And what I will do, I will fight with Putin shoulder to shoulder against you. And then me and Putin will settle whatever dispute we have after we get done stomping a knot in your butt. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you Advantage Business System stands at the ready to make you more. Efficient in your business operation. When things go down, every, everything's down. You walk into the office, people lean, leaning on the water machine because everything's down. They can't work and you're losing time because you're paying people to be there and nothing's getting done. You need to have Advantage Business System on your side. That's right, folks, on your team. What they will do is come out, do an audit of your business, and find out all the things that pulse digitally. Anything you plug in. And they will. Maintain that system for you, folks. They'll do it remotely and then they'll send a person on site as needed, folks, to get you up and running. You'll have one stop shopping when you have problems with your systems in your office be it the copier, fax machine, internet, <coughs> the whole nine yards, Zoom calls, the whole nine yards. Folks, they work on everything. Been around since 1976 doing this magic for businesses. And you can be one of those businesses that has the magic when you call. That number is easy to remember 601 362 9192. Or online at absms.com. They'll come out and do that audit, and you'll be, and it's no charge for the audit. And that way, when your competitors are down and you're up and running, folks, you're out in front. That's the way you want to be. Now give them a call, 362 9192. 9192. Couple with that opportunity to have a more efficient business, there's PeopleLease. PeopleLease.com. As you know, PeopleLease has been around three decades plus, they serve the Southeast, and、uh, they will take care of all your back office woes. Uh, human resources, payroll, workman's comp. They open up all those letters from the various government agencies that come in that you just let linger on your desk for weeks and weeks in time, come to find out there was something you need to act on. People Lease does all that and they give you a heads up. Hey, take care of this, do this. We've got this covered for you. 
That's what they do. PeopleLease.com is the web presence. The number is easy to remember, too. 987-3025-601-987-3025. PeopleLease.com. Let's go to the Steve. What do you say, Steve? Hey, Steve. Okay. Once, twice. All right. Okay. So he couldn't hold there. I understand. Look, here's the deal, folks. <clears throat> this is real talk. The Biden administration, our government, this illegitimate Biden administration from a stolen election, is recruiting single mothers from, from all over the world. We got dial tone. From all over the world to come to America. We're giving them money. We're putting them up. We're squaring them away. Folks, they're in your face. Folks, they're trying to tell you. Okay. Look, see, this is the whole thing about the Michael Guest vote tomorrow. You sit around, you get outraged, or you may not get outraged, you may not even be concerned. Folks, this is what they're doing to us. You could send a message tomorrow that this is the sum of your discontent. You're not putting up with this crap. Send Mike Guest back to the house. And those who put Mike Guess up there to what he did, they're going to be hard-pressed to get somebody else to go that route. So, well, we saw what happened to Mike. You didn't save him. Folks, we are our own first responders. Please have some sense for yourself. They tell you that a five-year-old can make the decision to change their gender, but an 18-year-old can't own a gun because some 18-year-olds went out and shot up the place and now we're finding out <clears throat> that the vaccine lockdowns was all designed to create this mental illness that's, that's overtaking our land. And you won't change your position. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. What is it going to take? I'll tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take you being having your hands tie wrapped in back of your in, in back of your body. In your white tidy whities in your underwear kneeling down with a 22 pistol put against your head by one of the government LEOs so that they can keep so that they can keep the paycheck coming in feeding their family. Oh, this is history. This is how it works. To the lady called in on Friday who didn't really know what kind of gun she had. Let me tell you something with all due respect, lady. You're going to be looking for what the media tells you are white nationalists, white supremacists, Christians, patriots, and rednecks. Those are your people who, who if anybody's going to save you, short of our Lord and Savior, is going to be the ones who do it. Not those who are open-minded, who see both sides. They ain't going to do nothing. They're going to stand around and pick Lynn out of their navel and watch this thing collapse in on us. I'm telling you, the walls are closing in on us. These people are squaring the circle. It is a matter of time before they have all their pieces in place to move on the American people. I have an article here. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> this gentleman here is, I mean, he is spot on. Uh, let's see. Here it is. This is guy. This is written by a Brit, by a Brit, but it's for America also. And the title of his article is "The State Is No Longer Working to Serve Us." 
to protect us or to protect our shared heritage. This is by Neil Oliver. It was on a British news channel, CB, CBI. Many of those institutions, many of those in place in our institutions, in government, uh, civil service, academia, even the church, evidently loathe this country. In this case, he's talking about Britain, but it applies to America. If you cannot, simply cannot understand what's happening in this country and in this world, I might have the explanation. You may, at least until recently, have been laboring under the misapprehension that our government has your back, that those in power have your best interests at heart. Let me make it clear that I use the word state deliberately. These words are not directed solely at the government or even, uh, but at the whole edifice of positions of power, elected and unelected in this country. If, like me, you no longer believe the United States government has your back, it's at least likely that you know and indeed are surrounded by many who still believe that they do. You or those around you may still believe that the decisions are being taken, plans set in place by those at the top, like Joe Biden, Michael Guest, those at the top of the food chain with, the, with a view to securing and perpetuating the world our ancestors bequeathed to us with the sacrifices of World War II, Vietnam, Korea, World War I, and all the other skirmishes. You or they have thought that the indigenous culture nurtured for thousands of years was still held dear by those in positions of power in this country. It's not. But no, as far as I'm concerned, that is no longer the case and hasn't been the case for a good while. Understand and accept this at least and otherwise bewildering the sense of confusion. At least then the, the, bewildering, the, the bewildering sense of confusion goes away. And it's such a relief when you accept the fact that they're not looking out for you. So much of what is happening now, the crashing of the economy, livelihoods destroyed, dismal care, physical and mental health, education compromised or worse, so-called the green agenda prioritized at, at all costs. And regardless of the harm done by subsidies on uh, our electric bills. Folks, these people are going to destroy us. They're destroying us right before our eyes. And they're daring us to stand up to them. We ain't got no choice. Yeah, that's the to pick up here. Well, what we'll do here is take a break. And folks, somebody sent me something else. I'm not going to read this whole article because he goes off into the weeds on some things and I'm not be able to read it accurately with the format that it has here. But here's the thing. Somebody sent me a map of all the fires and the uh, destroyed food chain supply things. It's over 300 something, over 300 fires, uh, uh, destructions of farmland and uh, crops, uh, uh, processing plants, meat plants, poultry plants, uh, uh, wheat plants, plant that process our vegetables. Over in the last year. They intend to starve us. Folks, we might as well decide to fight now. You can fight tomorrow by throwing Michael Guest out on his face. Now, if you're not going to do it, look, don't do it. But you're going to find out in due course that once again, Radio Strongman tried to warn now, You know who tried to warn us? Donald Trump. All you people out there who hate Donald Trump, he tried to warn us against all this that is happening to us. But because of your racism, your bigotry, 
in your bias, you refuse to hear this man. And this is what I would say to the law enforcement agents and those who carry a gun or a badge on behalf of this government. Can I ask you one question? When your wife, when your daughter, when your grandkids who are suckling at the breast of their mothers, wives, sisters, couldn't get baby formula, did you get a special dispensation because you've been a good soldier on behalf of this corrupt government? Did they call you? And say, hey, you're one of us. Go to such and such a place and pick up this baby formula for your loved ones. We know your wife just had a baby. Let me ask you this. If you didn't get that call, you know what that, you know what that means? You ain't crap in their eyes. And I've been trying to tell you, they're working another plan over the plan they gave you to come out and destroy us. And you're going to find out just like that woman who called Friday. That when things hit the fan, we're going to be your last, we're going to be your first responder that you'll be looking for to help you out. Because if they won't feed you now, and, you want, and you're willing to go out and put some bodies on your, on your name, on their behalf, and they won't feed your kids. In police work, that's called a clue. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Look, the final few minutes. I'm going to read a few more paragraphs from this article. Uh, what we are witnessing is no longer a government working to serve us and protect our shared heritage. Rather, we are watching the deliberate destruction and dismantling, ready for replacement with something else. Many of those in our institutions, in government, civil service, academia, even the church, evidently loathe this, loathe this country. It's that simple. They loathe what this country has been and what to some extent at least it is still is. They, they hate it. That's why they call Trump supporters, MAGA supporters, people who love this country and the values that made it strong, they call us racist. Let's go to Louise. Hey, Louise. Hi. Quickly, I have a list of, of of six things, but I'm only going to get five in right quick. But I believe with all that's going on, one, <clears throat> Satan, two, New World Order, three, destruction of our Constitution, four, rhinos like guests, five, Lord willing, I'm going to vote for Cassidy tomorrow. The men who wrote that Constitution had a reverential respect for the Word of God. A lot of them were Christians, and a lot of them died for that Constitution. So we were based in this country, on godly principles. That's right. That is absolutely right. Got it in, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Louise. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. She got it in. Folks, look, like I said before, we are where we are. They, they are really, literally dismantling this country. Uh, I did, you know, I sent some of you guys the map of uh, showing uh, uh, the balloon over pin marks of all the places where their supply food supply chain is being destroyed 300 some locations somebody else sent me the uh locations in detail i mean i'm talking about paragraph by paragraph what happened at each one of those plants folks our fbi is targeting us the american people because the fbi is ran by traitors the, the leadership of the fbi should be charged with sedition now, again 
We, we, they're going to have to be. Listen, if they're not confronted, it just means that you're going off into slavery and you're dooming your kids and grandkids to it. That's all. It just means that you're the generation that, that, that cowered out. You wimped out. So we're out of here, folks. We're out of here.